This is Andy Walker, Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm delighted to join by Adam Harper over Zoom. Adam, first and foremost, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Look, it's, uh, it's fight week now, isn't it? It's crunch time, so it's, um, it's just all head down, focused and focusing on what's in front of me now. So uh, not a lot to report, really. Got my last little shake out tonight on the pads and I'm in the bubble. Um, yeah, there's not a lot I can say, really. It's, it's all been done the last 10, 11 weeks, however long it's been. I've been living the life. I've been training how I should. Uh, I'm more than prepared for this fight. And uh, look, I'm ready. You know, there'll be no excuses on my end. Let's obviously just go straight into the fight because I know there's people waiting, as I say. You've spent a couple of years away from the ring now. Coming back into it, how did you find kind of this first full comeback with a fight in mind? I don't really mind, really. I mean... I know I've had a long time out, but I feel refreshed, recharged. Um, look, I live a clean life. I'm drug-free my whole life, smoke-free. I haven't had an alcoholic drink for six and a half years, so I haven't abused my body. I'm fit, I'm strong, I'm healthy. Uh, I'm the happiest I've been in my personal life. and uh, um, I can't really say a lot more. I asked for this fight. That's all I want to say. I want to emphasize this. I asked for this fight. I didn't get offered it. I asked for this fight. Um, so it's not really a shock to me. Um, I haven't been dangled a big carrot. I'm not getting as much money as people probably think, so it's not financial gain. Uh, I'm taking it to try and gate crash the top 10 of the super waterweights again, and uh, hopefully when on Friday night, we'll do that. You said that obviously you asked for a fight. Why did you do so? You know, What do you see in Anthony that makes you believe that you can be victorious come Friday night? It wasn't really uh, Anthony I specifically asked for. I actually rang Eddie himself and said, Cheeseman, Bowler, Fitzgerald, any of them, Conway, you name it, I fight any 11 stone fighter because I want to gate crash a party. I don't get what I'll learn from a four rounder against a journeyman, that's no disrespect, but they won't be coming to win. I wouldn't be motivated, I wouldn't be able to do the weight properly, I wouldn't live a good life. So get me back in there with the big name straight away. Let's see how good I really am. If I'm not good enough, I can just focus on you know other things in my life, but I don't need to be a do some, I don't need these glamorous wins where I'm making out of something I'm not. I don't need to fight people who aren't coming to win. Um, I'm up for it. I'm motivated. I always train hard. And uh, there's definitely flaws in Anthony Fowler, just like there's flaws in me. There's flaws in us all. We're not perfect boxers. But um, I, know, I know I can beat him and I plan on doing it on Friday. You mentioned that obviously you know you wanted the big fights and if not then you're focused. If you don't uh, pick up the victory then you can look to focus on other fight, other things going on in your life. With that in mind, does that mean that if you aren't successful on Friday, will you be looking to maybe step a step aside from the sport? No, nah, not look at, I'm not trying sorry, that probably came across a bit wrong. I'll probably describe that wrong. All I'm trying to say is if I can't compete with these lads with a full ten week training camp because I've had furlough I've been furloughed from work. So if I can't compete at this level, I'll have to reassess and just go down to another level that I can box. So sorry, I probably worded that wrong. Um, although I, I've already boxed at this level in my opinion I've, I've been in with Michael Zarafru's world class I've won an English title I've won a Midlands title so I know more capabilities um, but look I was like it in the amateurs I was begging my amateur coach to always match me with the Western Counties champion the Midlands champion the London's champion I want to be in with the best people I want people to talk about me and say fair play Harper's game he comes to fight and He's always in good fights. You look at my last three fights, I've been the massive underdog. It generally doesn't bother me who I fight. I just want to be in big fights and get a bit of recognition for it. Just touch on that fight as well, come Friday. Now, what should we expect from yourself and Anthony Fowler on Friday? 
a great fight. I don't know what to expect because I think game plans could all be different from different people. But anyone who's seen me fight and knows what I'm about knows I bring the pressure and uh, I bring non-stop punching for 10 rounds, 12 rounds, whatever it may be. I'm the fittest I've ever been. I've probably got a resting heart rate in the 20s at the minute. Uh, so I'm more than ready to um, I'm more than ready to cause an upset and just punch, punch, punch all night if I have to. A couple more quick ones. You mentioned, uh, sorry, I haven't mentioned yet, but obviously he's behind closed doors. How do you feel boxing without an audience in attendance? Um, currently, I'm excited for it. I think it's something different, but I can't tell you it's not going to affect me because there's a good chance it could affect me. Um, I'll give you an honest answer after the fight on Friday night. Um, but as we speak, I mean, when I first started boxing, before even the amateur days, it was just me and my mates sparring down our local park. So what's the difference between that and having a tear up in a millionaire's back garden? Don't get much better for me. Final thing, Adam, from myself. You obviously, you mentioned earlier that you know you want to mix it with the types of guys that you are on Friday and Anthony Fowler. You mentioned Ted Cheeseman as well, who was victorious against Sam Eggington this past weekend. He's been touted for a bout with Anthony, if Anthony was obviously to be successful against yourself. If you win, is that a fight that you want to go and take on? Of course. Look, everyone's already written me off and everyone's already given Fowler the Cheeseman fight. He hasn't got past me yet. Um, look, if, if and when I beat Fowler, um, I want the biggest fight I can get financially and the biggest, like the most prestige fight. I'll go anywhere, fight anyone. I've proven that already in my career. I've got gloves, I will travel. So, yeah, definitely. If I win this weekend, I want bigger names straight away. Adam, appreciate your time. Thanks for being to Boxing Social. Cheers, Andy. Don't be shy. Life won't bring you down too far. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We've all uh, come back negative, uh, thankfully, on our COVID session, joined by Hopi Price, who uh, has had a, a weird start in his professional career. One fight in Saudi Arabia, one fight behind closed doors in a uh, a match from fight camp, but possibly kind of two of Eddie's biggest cards recently, Open. Definitely, I think um, two of the biggest shows he, he's done, really. I think the, the similar setup, but there's no crowd at one and, and there was a massive crowd at the other. So even, even my debut was in Manchester Arena, so that was a, that was a big event as well. Um, I think Katie Taylor ran Crawler's last fight on there. So I, I've boxed on quite a few good shows, same only on my third fight. Yeah, looking to go 3-0 uh, this Friday night. How do you feel about boxing, firstly, um, straight after this whole pandemic situation? You must be quite thankful to get out, get paid and uh, kind of carry on your career because a lot of fighters aren't able to do that at the moment, I hope. Definitely. I've had itchy knuckles for weeks. Like, say, we've got, we started training and then I think oh, we, had a, we had a fight planned. I was supposed to box on the Terry Harper, Natasha Jonas oh, the, fight okay, yeah, the yeah. first time. Yeah, yeah. I, I was scheduled to box there and, like you say, when that all fell through, we all got put into lockdown and I didn't really have much time off to be fair I just was ticking over at home and on FaceTime with Dave and that so once we got let back to the gym it was sort of full steam ahead and rescheduled and obviously I got put uh, on fight camp so that, that, that was perfect for me really because I've been dying to go ready to fight. How has it been with Dave uh, during that lockdown period and more recently? Yeah it's definitely um, Dave's very close to me and Jordan, all the boys in the gym really is um, sort of seem like like 
he's definitely like a family member rather than a trainer. Um, he was always on the, phone, the other end of the phone in case you need them and like you say, he was still keeping on our case to keep training and we just slowed things down in lockdown and, and worked on a lot of things really, just techni more technical stuff than anything like you say, you didn't really need to be super fit but as far as the technical part of the game I think I learned a lot through lockdown. But Lerone uh, added to the gym now as well? Definitely, Lerone's a new member to our gym and he's a top qualifier as well, like you say, British and Commonwealth champion, he's only had about 13 fights and I think he's got um, kind of a big fight next as well, so definitely. Well, listen, Dave was very pleased with uh, Jordan uh, on the first fight camp show. Um, what do you think uh, you need to kind of take from your last two fights and implement in this? In this, what does what is Dave looking for? Do you think uh, from your third fight? I just think I need to keep doing what I've been doing. Really, um, he's been over the moon with me last two performances, and it's like I said, this fight's the same. I think I've just got to go and keep doing what I've been doing day in, day out in the gym. What, what he's been seeing in the gym, he's, he's happy with. So it's just about putting that in on fight night. And oh, I'm quite good at that part. So that's the bit I look forward to fight night. It's the bit where, for me, all the pressure's off, really. I can just get down to business and, and go about my business. Your opponent, Johnny Phillips, has fought some decent names, I hope, and this is only your third fight. Um, maybe in normal circumstances, you might have waited a couple of more fights to fight someone uh, like Johnny who's, who's experienced and uh, fought on sort of decent level shows as well against decent opponents so um, you, you're fully confident uh, that everything goes to plan uh, Friday night Hopi? Yeah I'm super confident like you say um, he's boxed some good names and he's, he's had some good wins and some good upsets as well but um, I think you'll see what I'm about see the level I'm at on um, Friday night I think I think there's just there's just levels to boxing and I think I'm a level above Johnny Phillips and that's no disrespect to him but I think where I'm going to go in this sport I think people's going to see like open their eyes to it the weekend and I'm going to put on a good performance. Well Dalton Smith did that uh, last Friday obviously uh, another rising prospect with Matrim and the fact that there's only five fights on each show gives you that opportunity to, to get a bit of limelight because if he was on a normal card You've maybe been on it at five o'clock, there's ten fights on the card. Maybe people are at the bar at that stage, they've got the football on on the telly. But here, you can really uh, capture some of the limelight, like, like uh, Dalton did on uh, Saturday. Yeah, definitely. It was like he was in a tough fight on paper. Yeah. And, it, like you say, um, I, f I forgot the kid's name, but he come and give it a go early. And then Dalton proved and showed his class. And it's like that kid was saying to him, um, uh, it's pro game, it's, it's a lot different. But, when you've been around like me and Dalton as ourselves and had boxed all over the world amateur and, and boxing top kids, I think you don't realise like how much experience we have got. And I know it's a different game, and, and we're talking, but I think there's just just levels of where we want to aspire to and where we're sort of meant to get. That's like you said that that's the only pressure what's on us. We're we're meant to win. We're meant to push on. So it's just about relaxing and and going and doing a job and getting to where we need to to be really. Of course. Uh Right now, uh, there's a fair few traveller fighters who are dominating the sport, Tyson Fury, Billy Joe Saunders. There's a load coming up as well, Dennis McCann, John Edges, yourself, so many more as well. Do you feel extra pressure, a bit of responsibility, because the likes of Andy Lee, Fury, Billy Joe have done so well? Do you feel that pressure and responsibility? Not, not at all, no? I don't feel the pressure whatsoever. I think, if anything, they've made it easier for us. Um, They've sort of opened the door for us. They're the first ones who's, who's carried on. I think that's why you're seeing a lot more of the younger ones pushing on and coming through now. Because normally they'd all pack it in, and now we're we're all seeing where they're getting to, and we're thinking, you know what, we can we can all do the same. So I think that's why we're just 
keeping on in the gym and and pushing for, getting past that 17 18 stage and you see a lot like you say that they're making a lot of noise as us young from like the traveling community and we've got a good support behind us as well so i think i think it's good i think sort of changing people's views a little bit on on what some of them have of us anyways okay hopey price thank you very much for talking to ifl tv best of luck this friday night and uh, i'm sure we'll catch a word after hopefully you're victorious definitely see you Tasha's never done 10 rounds, so I want to see how I want to see how she does at an eye pace. Um, watching a few of Tasha's fights, you can see that she kind of gets into quadding, kind of, and uh, a lot more slow pace than what I'm used to. So, yeah, I do want to put the pressure on her, and uh, we'll just see how it works out. Do you think she's got more to prove than you at, at, at this level? Uh, I believe so. Um, every time I've been. Uh, every time I've been put in there with a opponent or something on a big occasion, I've always stepped up to the occasion. Um, whereas Tash, she hasn't she really proven herself as a professional. She's she's the one that's come from the amateurs, the elite amateurs, the Olympics. She should be the one that's in my position now as a champion, but she's not. So, me personally, she's 36 years old. Um, I personally think this is her last opportunity. Thanks, Terry. That's all for me. Good luck on Friday. Okay, uh, we've got Jake on the call, Jake Donovan. Okay, we'll move on to the next one then. Um, if you go to... You can say... Ready when you are, Dan. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Wi-Fi cut out, so I didn't realise it was me next. Um, how you doing, Terry? I'm good, thank you. Someone's already mentioned, of course, it's the first um, British all-female world title fight, which is a big thing in itself. I think it's also the first time an openly gay female fighter has headlined um, anywhere in the world, not just in the UK. Um, female specifically, I know Orlando Cruz has done it for, for the men. How much do you let yourself think about that stuff? regardless of the fight and the, the threat Tasha poses, the kind of greater context of it all? Uh, so for me, I just focus on the fight. Um, I know boundaries are being being broken. and I've, I've broken a lot of boundaries and made some history um, from in the last fights. But yeah, all I focus on is, is, the, is the job ahead. And I spoke to Tasha last week and she was saying the only thing she was worried about in terms of matching you was the fitness aspect and she's got herself into the shape of her life. Do you feel sometimes your boxing skills are undervalued because people do focus a lot on your fitness and your work rate? I don't know why people are always going about the fitness because I haven't really gone through, through the years yet. Nothing compared to what I've, I've shown in the gym but obviously I know sparring and and the fight is completely different, but I still, I still haven't shown everyone everything, and um, there's a lot of layers to me. Um, and I just think me fighting Tasha, a good opponent, it's just, it's only going to fetch the best out of me, and um, I'm excited for the opportunity to show everyone what else I can do. Thanks, Terry. Okay. Andy for box, Boxing Social, do you want to jump in, mate? Hi, Terry. How are you doing? Hiya. 
Um, I'm just going to start it like normally, so it's going to be a couple minutes as well. Right. This is Andy Parole for Boxing Social in association with Betfred, and I'm delighted to be joined by WBC world champion Terry Harper over Zoom. Terry, first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Very different circumstances this time around to what you're used to. How have you found kind of your first couple of days in a bubble though? Only good, settled in straight away. Um, obviously, we came um, yesterday, got here, just, just gone one. Uh, straight in for the test, straight into your room and that was it, me, pot day. Um, similar to what I do at home, uh, just chilling in front of the TV, um, planning my meals for the day and that's it really. Just I've just enjoyed my own company. Obviously, being stuck in the room as well for, for the last day or so, was there nerves about your test results? Yeah, uh, I don't know why, uh, but I think obviously when you do have a test, you, you get nervous with the results. But um, obviously, because the reason if you, if you test positive, that's it, you're straight home, dream's over. But um, everything's come back clear, thank God. And uh, we're just waiting for Tasha's results, and then uh, we've got a fight. Obviously, just moving on to the fight itself, and obviously, you're back with Tasha. Talking about preparations, Terry, how have you found kind of training over lockdown in particular? Um, I've enjoyed it. So, obviously, the big old gutted um, when the fight got cancelled uh, about four weeks into camp. Um, but then I told Andrew, I'll not let all that go to waste. And I kind of use this, use training as a way for me to stay in a routine. Um, luckily enough, we just got an house out of garage, so I kind of set that into my own gym. Um, and yeah, I just stayed busy. Like, like I said, it kept me in a routine and it's put me it put me in a very good position for when um, things start to get lifted and relaxed and we've got the fight date to come straight back into the gym and I know it's cliche and everyone says it but I am definitely in the best shape of my life and I've, I've really trained out for this. Who do you feel there's more pressure going on going into the fight, Terry? Obviously yourself who's seen as kind of a leading light and potential to kind of enhance women's boxing further or Tasha who's coming towards the end of her career now this may well be her only chance to fight for a world title who do you see there being more pressure on? Well I, I'm in a position that I never fought in a, in a million years that I would be in I came away from the sport obviously at 16 and like I said never thought I'd be here uh, whereas Tash she's come from the elite amateurs she's come from the Olympics she's turned over um, in hopes to become a world champion and here I am I believe Tasha should be the one that's in my position as a champion, but um, for me, I personally believe Tasha's, uh, Tasha's lost opportunity to prove herself and uh, the pressure's on her, it's got to be. I'm just loving, loving every minute and loving every opportunity that I'm getting. Just a couple more quick ones, Terry. Obviously, I imagine you've played the fight out many times in your own mind, but how do you expect it to go when yourself and Tasha are in the ring on Friday night? Well, I believe I'm going to have a few rounds. With Tash, she's gonna be, uh, she's gonna be on really. Um, but then I believe uh, my fitness, I've, I've proved I can do ten rounds. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna break it down slowly but surely. I know they large fan base, and you're going to be gutted that they can't be in attendance on Friday. But how, how do you feel you will cope boxing behind closed doors and without your fans there? Um, I've just got more chance to uh, give me. The opportunity to concentrate more. Um, obviously, when a, when you're walking out in front of all them people, you kind of have your blinkers on anyway, and you're just focused on the job ahead in, in the ring. Um, and there's one voice I listen to, and that's Andrew. And on Friday night, I'm going to be able to hear his voice a lot more clearly. Terry, appreciate your time. Best of luck with the rest of the preparations. Obviously, quite night. Okay, uh, Fuad, behind the gloves, mate. Got uh, got time for about two or three moving forward. We've just got to fire through this a bit now. Cheers, guys. All right, Terry. Hiya. How are you doing? 
<laughs> don't even get into that. Don't even get into that. Let's go into it. Um, obviously, this fight against Natasha is is huge in in many circumstances. Um, when lockdown did happen and this fight was called off, was there any thought of sorry when when uh, Eddie announced these shows uh, behind in his garden? Was there any thought of taking maybe a fight where it's not as big um, as it, as this one is? Then you could wait off and and take Natasha into the arenas when that does come back, or was it always just well, I said this is the fight I want? Well, always Tash, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I probably look at that. We've got Tash really two two British females. No one's yeah. going to fly in from a foreign country or anything like that. They're not stuck with that, so it's it's probably good that this fight is meant to be. Um, but yeah, it's obviously I knew I knew during lockdown this fight was always going to happen. Didn't know exactly when, so I just stayed ready like I was told to do. You spoke about like um, not going through your gears fully in other fights. You know, you, you can sort of take it down and, and control the fight at some level. Do you feel like in this fight you might have to push up a few few gears, not just because of st- styles and 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 how good Tasha is, but more so? Would you think your nerves will play up to the the big occasion where you might have to push yourself to uh, through a few more gears? Um, I just I just want to. So, so I'm going to go out and box Tash. I'm not going to do anything daft, but I do mm. want to uh, have the opportunity to show show everyone what else I can do. Um, here I am headlining on one of the biggest stages. All eyes are on. All eyes are on us that night. So um, yeah, it's time for me to showcase my talent, and uh, it's the perfect opponent, perfect opportunity for me to go to the next level. You've got a a common opponent in Vivian Obanoff, which she obviously lost to, and you beat her. Um, have you watched that fight back and how much have you been studying in that sense of that fight? Um, not really. We, don't, we, we haven't really gone off the Vivian defeat. Everyone has an off night and mm. that was Tasha's off night. Um, so we, we've been watching a lot of the, the uh, Tasha's best performances, really. That's yeah. what we're playing for the best Tash. Um, but yeah. One more. Well, you're 23. You're 10-0. You're having this huge fight. Um, and, and you're pretty much on top of the world at the moment, literally with your titles. Where do you see your career going? Where do you think is going to be the max? Or is it just let's ride the wave and, and just do as much as we can? Because at 23 to be at this point, you've obviously got a lot more to come. But does that ever like, uh, does that like sort of come into your mind? Like how far can I go? Will I, how long will I be in this sport for? No, I, I can um, just roll and wait um, mm. and then just enjoying every opportunity that's given to me. Um, but obviously, I want to fight other champions at this weight um, and then definitely look at moving up weight. Um, but yeah, it's, that's not to me. I just box who I'm told to box and uh, mm. I'm just enjoying, enjoying the journey. Awesome. All the best, Terry. Thank you. Catch you soon. Hey Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye Fight fans. Hi Terry, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good stuff. Um, so, fight week, we're finally here. How are you feeling? I'm excited. Um, now we're here in the bubble. Um, obviously, all tests have been passed, so uh, that's what I'm most nervous for. I don't know why. I think whenever you get a test, you, you're a bit nervous about results. But, um, yeah, we're all clear and we're all good. And um, I'm settled and I'm just, I'm just enjoying it. 
Hey, give us an insight. What's it like in there? What's the bubble like? Um, it's like my day-to-day -day life, really. I could say. Uh, no, we got here. We unpacked. We unpacked the van, and then literally, you you, you walk in, tell you the like debrief everything to you, and um, then you straight in for your test, um, and then I whip straight to my hotel room, and then that that were it all day yesterday, and I just I just literally. Um, then my food in my hotel room and I, I just chilled and watched watched what I wanted. <laughs> uh, obviously, slightly slightly different preparation, how everything is. Uh, how are you coping with that? It seems like you're, you're enjoying it and you're just taking it all in. Yes, yeah, uh, this morning we had this, um, the first like training session. I was just We were just steady cardio, so I went to the gym for half an hour. Um, we Andrew and Ray, obviously you have to book your time slots and stuff. And then I literally just went back to hotel room, um, got a shower and that freshened up for, for you guys. <laughs> I washed my hair for y'all. <laughs> have you had a chance to uh, have a look at fight camp in, in the flesh and see what it's like? No, I believe that's we, we only get to see that on Friday when we, when we actually go to the venue to fight. Did you watch it? At the weekend to see what it was like. Yeah, um, it was amazing, really. Give me goosebumps in it, and I was just thinking, this is me next week. Awesome. Uh, well, good luck to you. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, David Anderson from the Mirror. Do you want to come up next, mate? Hi, Terry. You okay? Hi, thank you. Terry, I'm just thinking. Here you are, just your chance pro fight, defend your WBC title in an historic fight against Jonas, the first all-British female world title fight. Do you, do you have to pinch yourself? Like, I know it's no cliche, but you know how far you've come since working in the chip shop and Danaby, here you are now, you know, making history in only your 10th pro fight. Yeah, um, crazy. Like, never in a million years would think we'd be in this position. And, and the fact that we're here so soon as well, like you said, it wasn't that long ago working in the chip shop. But... Um, but I, I'm, just, I'm just loving it and uh, I'm just rolling with it and I'm just en enjoying the, every moment really and just uh, soaking everything in. Yeah. Do, you, do you look at things like the fact that uh, Jonas's only defeat was to, to Vivian Obanoff, you know, who you have beaten really, does that sort of show you that you're, you're a great above Jonas? Uh, not really, we haven't really read too much into that obviously. People have their off nights, don't they? Um, and I believe that was one of Tasha's off nights. So we prepared for the best version of Tasha. Um, Obviously, Joe had said a few things like she's gone back. She's like the old amateur Tasha, so uh, we've just prepared for everything that she could possibly uh, fetch on the night. It was just thinking, like, obviously, uh, Tasha came to prominence during the 2012 Olympics, and we all remember that. That was a, a great occasion when she was there. But I'm just thinking, you were only 15 then. Do you, do you remember watching, like, the Katie Taylor fights? Of what, what, um, what was that like? Uh, yeah, so, like I said, I'm 15, but... Um, I can't. I can't really remember re watching the fight live. I don't. I don't know what I was doing. Um, but I. I have watched it numerous times. Yeah. YouTube after, and I just think, wow, that was that was really amazing. Um, special moment for women's boxing. Yeah, because that must have made a big impact. Of course, Nick Adams, you know, winning gold and stuff. You know, did, did you feel that was a big moment? Like, I know, did you just were you just about to quit at that point? Or was it was it sixteen you dropped out of boxing the first time, uh, Terry? Or? Yeah, just just turned 16, that's when I dropped out. Um, that's the stupid reasons when you're young, you think you know best. Um, but like I said now, that, that for me, what probably, probably the best thing that I could have done really, and it's, it made me realise how much I do love, love the sport. And now I'm back here, I just, I, I love every minute and um, I'm dedicated 110% to the sport.
Great, Terry. Thank you very much. Good luck, Friday. Okay. Ron Lewis, do you want to jump in, mate? Hi, Terry. Hope you're well. Um, obviously, Tasha, through the experience of 2012, has had big fights before. Your, your big world title win, you weren't top of the bill. This time you are. Are you somebody who gets nervous? And uh, have you been dealing with these or pressure on you? Do you know what? When I were amateur, I was, I was terrible with my nerves. Um, like, I think that's the one thing that probably brought to my disadvantage with my nerves. But uh, since I've come back as pro, I've kind of learned to, how to deal with them. And the fact that I, I just enjoy these moments now. Obviously, you're nervous. Um, you're not human if you don't get it, you're not nervous. But, um, for me, there's no there's there's pressure, but not like not nothing compared to when I went out and fought either in front of six thousand people at Sheffield Arena. It, I had my own crowd, um, and I knew people invested a lot in me for this WBC World Title, and I had a lot of pressure on on me that night to win, and uh, I stepped up to the occasion and I came out as the new. Um, is this the first time? Uh, you boxed in Manchester once, didn't you? But when was the last time you actually woke up on fight morning not at home? Because last time in Sheffield, I imagine you'd have just driven from home to the flight. Because you got four nights in a hotel thinking about it and surrounded by boxers here. Does that is that something new to you? Um, so time for that for Manchester would have been Nottingham when I boxed on the next gen card. Obviously, I want a matchroom fighter then. Um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoy this coming away from home, and especially this time, I, I've enjoyed the uh, total isolation in my room. And, and this is this week now, I get to fully concentrate on the fight. I've got no distractions, and um, like I miss Jenna, but like I haven't got Jenna. It's hard to be distracting me from the fight, if you know what I mean. It's just me, Andrew, and Ray, just just the three of us. Um, that's all we need, and we're just focused fully on the fight. Who's doing the cooking, or are you uh, getting stuck into the buffet, or whatever there is? No, I'm doing. I'm doing my own cooking. Um, and then with salmon last night, and I was I getting scared that I was going to set some fire alarms off. But luckily, all's good. Um, I just brought an induction oven, uh, George Farming Grill. So um, just until I weigh in, and then I'm going to order a nice Nando's into into the room. Excellent. Okay, next up we've got Press Association, Sean Taylor. Hi Terry. Yeah. Hi. Um, I just wondered, how is this fight different from the last two, especially the previous one? Because um, it, it looked like, were you more on the front foot in this fight? Right? It looked like you were looking for her to come forward when you won the title and maybe looking to pick her off and let her make the mistake. Were you more on the front foot on Friday night? Um, so I want to make it my fight, I want to fight at my pace, um, Tasha's never done 10 rounds so I want to see how, I want to see how she does at an eye pace, um, watching a few of Tasha's fights you can see that she kind of gets into plodding kind of and uh, a lot more slow pace than what I'm used to so yeah I do want to put the pressure on her and uh, we'll just see how it works out. Do you think she's got more to prove than you at, at, at this level? Uh, I believe so. Um, every time I've been, uh, every time I've been putting there with tougher opponents or something on a big occasion, I've always stepped up to the occasion. Um, whereas Tash, she hasn't, she hasn't really proven herself as a professional. She's she's the one that's come from the amateurs, the elite amateurs, the Olympics. 
she should be the one that's in my position now as a champion, but she's not. So, me personally, she's 36 years old. Um, I personally think this is her last opportunity. Thanks, Terry. That's all for me. Good luck on Friday. Yeah. Okay, uh, we've got Jake on the call. Jake Donovan. Okay, we'll move on to the next one then. Um, if you go to... You can set... Ready when you are, Dan. Sorry, mate. Wi-Fi <laughs> cut out, so I didn't realise it was me next. Um, how are you doing, Terry? I'm good, thank you. Someone's already mentioned, of course, it's the first um, British all-female world title fight, which is a big thing in itself. I think it's also the first time an openly gay female fighter has headlined um, anywhere in the world, not just in the UK. Um, female specifically. I know Orlando Cruz has done it for, for the men. How much do you let yourself think about that stuff, regardless of the fight and the, the threat Tasha poses, the kind of greater context of it all? Uh, so for me, I just focus on the fight. Um, I know boundaries are being, being broken. and I've, I've broken a lot of boundaries and made some history um, from in my last fights. But yeah, all I focus on is, is, the, is the job ahead. Always getting in your I spoke to Tasha last week and she was saying the only thing she was worried about in terms of matching you was the fitness aspect and she's got herself into the shape of her life. Do you feel sometimes your boxing skills are undervalued because people do focus a lot on your fitness and your work rate? I don't know, I don't know why people are always going about the fitness because I haven't really gone through, through the gears yet. Nothing compared to what I've, I've shown in the gym, but obviously I know sparring and and the fight is completely different, but I still, I still aren't showing everyone everything, and um, there's a lot of layers to me. Um, and I just think me fighting Tasha, a good opponent, it's just, it's only going to fetch the best out of me. And um, I'm excited for the opportunity to show everyone what else I can do. Thanks, Terry. Don't be shy, cause I, life won't bring you down too far. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're at Matrim Fight Camp with all... Uh, had our COVID test, we're all clean, and uh, joined by Adam Harpo, obviously takes on Anthony Fowler this Friday night. Um, two years since you boxed, I was at your fight with Billy Bird, and what a fight it was, Adam. Um, but why the inactivity? Um, I was due to fight, what was it, five months after against Kieran Smith, the big tall southpaw, um, and I just had a, a bit of a blip with my brain scan. They came back, and that was enough for me, really, and then I chucked the towel in, and then, bits and pieces around my personal life came out and it made me want to dive into my results from my brain scan and it turned out what was there what I thought was there after that fight was actually there the whole since I had my first ever scan when I turned pro so um, yeah it kind of inspired me to want to get my license back get back training I was due to fight in March April and then obviously uh, Covid came along that put a stop on that and like, I don't really 
get motivated for these comeback four rounders against journeyman i'm up for getting in with the big boys straight away i'd have had any of them so you know that's the reason i've been out for so long but i'm happy to be straight back in with the big boys i think i've found my love again it may sound daft people say that i've had a big layoff and it's gonna make a difference it might on fight night i'll be able to tell you afterwards but there's no excuses for me. Anthony's got the best Adam Harper available. Um, I hope I've got the best Anthony Fowler because I don't want any excuses, both sides. I'm coming here to win. Anybody who knows me knows that I come to win, I come to fight. And uh, that I'm supremely confident. I've trained like an absolute animal. I didn't think it was possible to train as hard as I have, but I've done it. I've dedicated the last probably four months of my life, especially the last 12 weeks. And uh, look, I'm ready to bring it, I really am. Everyone who's seen you fight, knows your endurance is brilliant, you've got a brilliant chin. Um, where do you believe you win this fight uh, against Anthony on Friday? Well, I'm bringing it, Uma. I'm bringing it and uh, I plan on bringing it like he's never had it before. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to disrespect Fowler. I mean, as an amateur, he was a man we all looked up to. We were all, I was in the ABAs the same kind of time as him. 2014, the year he won it against Troy Williamson. Um, he was a kid we all looked up to, so I can't take away his achievements. But he fucking tells us all what he's done. I've done this, I've done that, I've won that. We know what he's won. I know how good he is. I've asked for this fight. I rang Eddie Hearn for this fight. It's not as if someone's rang me up and tried pressuring me into it, saying, look, there's this fight. I've rang him and said, I'll fight anybody. Do you want to fight Fowler? Yeah, I'll fight Fowler. So, look, he's a superb, he was a superb amateur. Um, he's doing all right as a pro. He hasn't really done much better than me, in my opinion. I've won two major titles. He's won two major titles. He's lost to a great fighter in Fitzgerald. I've lost to a world-class fighter in Zarafa. So you look at it on it, it's, it's level playing fields. I think the bookmakers have got it all wrong. That kind of stuff just makes me laugh. Um, look, I might be out of my depth here and I might have bitten off more than I can chew and we'll find out on Friday night, but you can hear the way I'm talking. I'm extremely confident and I'm in supreme shape. There'd be no excuses my end. Yeah, I think uh, people might have been concerned because you've been out the ring for two years, that might be going through your mind, etc. But the way you're talking to me at the moment, it seems like uh, we are going to get the best Adam Harper. Nothing's going to phase you. Yeah, well, you learn a lot from when I retired. I had a real bad, like, like real bad period in my personal life. Nothing. I didn't go off the rails, drink drugs or anything like that. I've never touched a drug in my life and never smoked a cigarette, alcohol-free for six and a half years. But I bloomed up in weight. I was miserable as anything. You start reflecting on what if in your career and if I'd have done this in my career, if I'd have done that, I might have been a better fighter. So when I was given the golden ticket and an opportunity to get my license back, um, I've kind of I don't go on social media anymore. I stay off all that nonsense. Um, I've just dived into training and just tried to enjoy my personal life a bit more. Like, look, everything's great at the minute and I know what I've got to do. If I had a box foul two years ago after the bird fight, I was kind of falling out of love with it then anyway. The politics, the, the bullshit that goes with it sometimes. Sorry for my language. Um, but like, I'm in love with boxing again. I love what I do. I don't just do it for anything else but the passion now. And I get out of bed every morning. I, I love my runs. I love my training. And you've got to love it at this level because the training's got so intense, it's unreal. So, look, I, I truly believe that the layoff's done me a world of good. It may sound mad, but if he'd have fought me two years ago, I was falling out of love with it. He'd have probably hammered me into next week, uh, early doors. So, we'll see what happens on Friday, but he's definitely got the best Adam Harper. I think you're right in saying you've both lost to very good fighters. The ref um, had a very good fight against Kel Brook, and we know he beat Jeff Horn. And uh, Scott Fitzgerald is a, is a fantastic fighter as well. So do you believe you guys go in head-to-head, kind of in a 50-50 in here? A lot of people obviously know Anthony and uh, will be lumping on him, but I think I saw your odds, it's like 14-1. to 1. 
which is <laughs> unbelievable that yeah 14 to 1's madness like I just laugh at that look it's a, a few of the lads at home are having a little bit of a dabble so they'll hopefully win some money and give me 10% hopefully that's what I'm gonna cut but um, I, look, I'm not gonna say it's 50-50 I think that'd be naive of me to say that but definitely 60-40 I don't think it's like 90-10 the way people are talking around here like it's a foregone conclusion that he's gonna come in and splatter me um, look like I keep saying he was a great amateur and he's done good as a pro, but so have I. So we've both had losses against good people, good fighters. Um, we've both had good wins. So in my head, yes, it's not far off 50-50. And uh, I've had plenty of time, plenty of notice, which is why I keep saying there's no excuses my end. The way Fitzgerald exposed him, do you see yourself doing a, a similar thing or are there other things that you've seen that you can expose in him? Look, I think every fighter's got a lot of flaws. I won't go into details. Um, myself more than anyone I've got plenty of them um, is there anything I don't know I think it's down to Anthony isn't it if he uh, if he's look, looked over me if he's looked past me again which I think everybody's looked past me which makes me laugh you know it's, I'm coming down here against the, the former golden boy and uh, all the pressure's on him you know he's expected to knock me out I can't wait to see the odds of him to knock me out so if he doesn't knock me out he's failed really hasn't he on paper so I've got nothing to lose everything to gain I mean I said this to someone else, I'm a banana skin for a comeback fight. I wouldn't want to go anywhere near someone like me, someone who's just all in your face for 10 rounds. But, you know, credit to him and Shane for giving me the opportunity and taking the fight. But, you know, I've seen we, we've, got, we've got something in place that we want to do and, you know, we're going to bring it. And uh, I don't think he's ever had anyone who's going to brought pressure like I bring it. Well, Adam, it's good to see you. Obviously, the last time I saw you was at your, your last fight with Billy Bird. Um, it's good to see you've got your, your life back on track and now you're live on Sky Sports on Friday night uh, in the UK and uh, disowned in America and you have an opportunity to uh, potentially get a massive contract from Eddie if you if you uh, pull off the victory who knows but yeah anything you'd like to add before we close off yeah I just want to say a massive thanks to my sponsors Westminster Projects and K Jones Construction and Harris Safety Training Chris Jones of Westminster Projects great bloke a friend of mine uh, always there for me when things are good bad ugly whatever the situation is there for me uh, same with Steve Harris, to be fair. They've been there from the start and uh, they jumped straight back on board. And, um, yeah, without those kind of guys and my coaches, Malcolm Malvin, Errol Johnson, my manager, without all these people, um, it wouldn't really be possible. And also, I need to give my little brother-in-law a shout-out. He said uh, he wants a shout-out on one of these interviews or Sky Sports or something. So, um, little Finn, uh, make sure you're behaving yourself. And I'll see you Friday night. He's coming down. He's bringing some popcorn to watch a fight. So, they're watching it somewhere around Essex. So, I just need to give him a shout-out. But... Thanks for your time, mate. I appreciate it. No, thanks for your time and best of luck on Friday night. All right, we'll catch a word of you after. No, cheers, mate. Thank you. Don't be shy, because I, well, I won't bring you down too far. Okay. What's happening, Coop? Fuck you. Oh, Look at your Doesn't fucking you like hair, screech. mate. You look like Screech of um, Saved by the Bell. This nasty fuck up battered me hairdresser, so I'm stuck with him for a bit. It looks good. <laughs> when you do, How are we? You're all right. When are you doing another King of Wishful Thinking? You which, sorry? King of Wishful Thinking. You know your song? Oh, no, I'm here. I'm retired at the moment. I've got to get my vocals up to scratch before I start again. Get them back, get them back. Go ahead, I'll put the kettle on. <laughs> Enjoy. Go on, son.
What a random combination. Liam Williams and Robbie Davis Jr. Yeah. I know, I fucking... I hate Scousers too. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, he's good on this one. All right, like let's Robert. start. Coop and Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Liam Williams. I've just found out, obviously, uh, as you can see, uh, shares a house with Robbie Davis Jr. <laughs> 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 Do fucking hell, Coop. Come on, we're on. You don't look like the most technical of people, to be honest, Liam. No, well... You are balancing on a candle on a glass table, so like it's a bit slippery. Lovely, lovely. Uh, first of all, how have you been? Really good, mate. Yeah, just um, I'm in Sheffield, just plugging away, training hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Sheffield, training hard, uh, putting in the work, and hopefully we can um, we can get some news soon that you know I can get back out again. So, uh, you've been very talked about on social media over the last couple of days. So, you sit down and then you decide to put a tweet out that literally everybody's been talking about over the last couple of days. Uh, what, what was going through your head? Just To be brutally honest with you, Krug, I was just, um, I was a little bit bored. And I just thought, like, which better person to rip into the Chrissy Wank because he's a fucking helmet, isn't he? Okay. Um, so, okay, so he, you got a response off Chris Eubank Jr. I think it was yesterday. Um, yeah. I'll go to... Just this like morning? Yeah, I seen it this morning, so I don't know if it was this morning or last night. Okay, so let's just have a little uh, recap of, of what was said. Um, one second, one second. Let me get your uh... right. So you tweeted uh, when was it? The third of August. You said any Brits fancy a dust up? Fed up of all this bollocks now. Who wants some? At Chris Eubank Junior. You want it? You fucking ball bag. At Frank Warren TV. At MTK Global. Response from Chris Eubank was: You remind me of a guy I fought years ago called Spike O'Sullivan. Big talker on Twitter but quit, uh, quit once he got in the ring with me. I believe that you are the same type of animal. All fart, no stink, but maybe one day I'll give you the opportunity to quit against me too. We'll see. He's, he's just a fucking idiot, isn't he? Um, like he's saying about giving out, handing out opportunities and this and that. It's like we both... We're both high-level fighters, and this is a fight that people want to see, and, and a fight that I want. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm sure if the right deal was on the table for him, then <coughs> who's who's to say that he wouldn't want it as well? But he's acting like as if he's, you know, like uh, he's acting like as if he's a Canelo or something, you know, like you know, he he can pick and choose who he wants and give people opportunities, but like. Cool. My personal uh, opinion of him, I, I just think he's up his own ass, and and he's just a bit of a dick. Like Frank Warren made some comments on BT Sport Boxing today, saying that he doesn't believe 
in French that. <coughs> what does that say? Hello, gorgeous. But the point I'm making is, I've got my bitch making me cups of teas before bed. Well, you, you say that. I won't comment on that. Okay. Um, yeah, Frank Warren said that he doesn't believe that Chris's dad, Chris Senior, would take the fight. He's even willing to have a side bet with Senior, I'm assuming, <coughs> over the outcome of that fight. So Frank doesn't believe that his dad will let him take the fight. No, well, it's, it's all business, isn't it, to be fair? But um, I just think that, that he's only looking to kind of get the, the massive fights now because if he loses to someone like Canelo, Golovkin, um, you know, and other names, uh, you know, he can say he, he lost to the best type of thing, but... He's only saying that about me because I, I've not really got that kind of exposure yet. But I, I'll get there, you know. But um, if everyone knows that it'll be a, a fantastic fight, it'll be one, it'll be one for the fans to watch, and um, I'm sure they would really enjoy it. So <clears throat> I'd love to get. I can't, I can't make it known enough that you know I would really love that fight and. I'd love to get it on for the fans. Realistic chances of that fight happening though, Liam, would you say was slim? Right now at this point in time, yeah, with everything going on, but I don't see why it couldn't happen if, um, you know, when things open back up and uh, and get going properly again, I don't, I don't really see why it couldn't get done. But I'm highly ranked, he's highly ranked. And it, and it's a lot of um, it's a lot of call for the fight, so why not? What's the situation regarding uh, Demetrius Andrade? Well, I'm obviously mandatory challenger for the WBO, which he holds. So that fight really should be our. It's supposed to be our next fight with each other. Um, but obviously, with this coronavirus and stuff, uh, it's, it's throwing a spanner in the works at the moment. So. It's just a case of being patient and seeing what they can do and what they can do, sorry, because uh, the WBO keep putting some extensions on the, the dates to have to finalise it and all that. Um, and they keep pushing it back. So I've just said, look, I need to fight. Like, if you can give me an extension so I can fight, whether it's behind closed doors, but anything, I just want to do a, a proper camp and I, I just want to fight now. I want to I get in there. And you know, have judges, have a ref, you know, just just have that normality of of fighting back. I want to, I just really want to get back in and, and get things moving again. I mean, given, given the choice, really, I mean, you, you take the Andrade fight way ahead of the Eubank fight, wouldn't you? I mean, the Eubank fight's a great fight for, for you. No. Oh, really? Yeah. You would rather fight Eubank than Andrade, even though that would be for a world title. Yeah, because when when I bash Eubank, I believe I'm just going to get a massive name for myself, and I can always fight him again, or I can fight an even bigger name. So um, I'm not saying I don't. You know, everybody's everybody sets out to win a world title, and that's something. It's a lifelong dream, isn't it? But you know, that's what I want. But the Eubank fight 
really appeals to me and I really fancy her. Well, like I said, on paper, it's a great fight and I'm sure it would be a fight that all the fans would take to and want to see. Um, we haven't heard loads from Chris Eubank about what his plans are for the immediate future, but yeah, just from a fan perspective, would we like to see you and Eubank? Yeah, I'd say I'd say so. Yeah, it'd um, I'd say it'd be a real tear-up and I think it'd be a, be a pretty violent scrap. Did you see the tweet from uh, Frank Warren tonight with a message to Sky and Matchroom? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Um, I got tagged in something um, about making the fights between the Matchroom and um, Queensbury, yeah? Yeah, and so you were on there as part of the, obviously, the BT side against uh, Andrade from the, the Sky, I suppose, stroke the zone side. So, but looking at the matchups, I'm sure we'd, we'd take the majority of those matchups, including yourself and Andrade in that. Yeah, they'd be fantastic fights. And I know, obviously, right now, because it's fresh, there's a lot of, a lot of talk about me and Eubank. But, you know, the fight with me and Andrade, is, I think that's a fantastic fight as well. And um, I'm sure, you know, that'll bring some good action as well from, from my part, probably more than his. Absolutely. Liam, just before we finish, so what have you been told about potentially, I mean, whether it's Andrade or whoever, you expect to fight next? Like, what month? Do you know? Uh, I've not really been told, and, and that's the truth, but, like, I'm here in Sheffield, I'm training every week. Um, I'm dieting relatively good. I'm not saying I'm bang. Shit. Sorry about that, mate. The uh, battery. Um, yeah, I'm not saying, like, I've been on it. I've been training hard. I'm not saying that the diet is, like, bang on and everything because I, I don't have a date, I don't have a target. But um, my, my weight's not bad. I'm, I'm probably 70% fit. And, you know, so I'm just, I'm just open for a date, I think. If, if not the Andrade fight, then I'd like to fight ideally within the next eight weeks maybe possibly ten yeah eight weeks probably be ideal that'd be enough time for me to get ready well boxing now I know it's behind closed doors but it has made a return obviously Frank's made a return a few weeks ago uh, in the BT studios Matchroom came back the other day so slowly but surely boxers are kind of getting their chances again uh, in, a, in a difficult time so hopefully we'll get crowds by the end of the year and uh things can kind of go back to normal slightly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's hard because when it comes to world fight, world title fights and stuff, they obviously need to, to generate a lot more money and um, export, well, everything really. So it's going to be hard to do. I don't think you'll see many of them big fights behind closed doors. Mm. But I quite like the idea of it because I didn't at first, but since I've been watching it, like, it's quite, I find it quite intense, and you can hear the shots going in. You can, you know, you can. I don't know. It's just maybe quite good, you know. Mm. Yeah, I spoke to quite a few boxers from the card uh, at Metrum's fight camp the other day, and a lot of them liked it. And a lot of them didn't even, when they're in the zone, don't even hear the crowd anyway. I don't know if it's like that for you, but a lot of them kind of just blocked that out. So it was, they found it all right. Yeah, same. Um, 
don't get me wrong, I, I do love the, the atmosphere of the crowd when they go mad and everything, but the, the majority of it, you just kind of blank it out anyway. Mm. Um, it's only kind of when you get into a, a clinch or something where you, or, or you've just landed a big shot, you really hear that roar, but Close. other than that, it's just quite, you know, tunnel vision. Absolutely. Well, Liam, I appreciate your time on this uh, Tuesday evening. We'll get this interview out on Wednesday. But, um, yeah, just keep us posted when you get a bit of fight news and we'll do another follow-up. Yeah, fantastic, mate. I will do. I'll, uh, I'll keep you up to date with what's going on. No problem. Say, uh, say bye to Robbie and uh, hope you two have a good night. Yeah. With your mm. cup of tea and your heavy and water. Um, sounds weird, that, but, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it did sound weird, but <laughs> roll with it anyway. Uh, yeah, that, thanks for your time as well, Cougar. I appreciate it, mate. No problem. Cougar Cass is here with Liam Williams for IFL TV. Thank you very much. Take care, pal. I'll get this out tomorrow, mate, all right? No worries at all. Cheers, Cougar. Appreciate it, mate. Top man.